0: first episode on toxic masculinity. My name is Sarah Herzog. I'm Vera
1: And I'm Alice Kabarek. And we're here with Corbin Hank, a rising senior at Webster Groves High School. So today, I thought we'd structure this
0: episode on first focusing on toxic masculinity in politics, then moving on to just in society in general with specific things like race, gender, age, and uh, socioeconomic status, things like that, and then going into our personal experience with it in high school. So there's this one article that I found um, from NPR that talked about how Trump really influenced a lot of politicians and just politics in general to be um, toxic, like and have toxic masculinity. And there was that was prevalent before, but he really started it. And so, like, his macho persona, like, over everyone else, um, created this kind of overarching, like, oh, you have to be have more power than yeah. women, like, be oh, women are less than, so that really contributed to a lot of it, um, and he, like, normalized it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it didn't start with Trump either, like I said before. Right,
1: right. Yeah, I and mean, I think there's this idea of, like, men conquering women right. in a way that, like, really exemplifies and just the Mm -hmm. way he talks about women in general. Right. Um, And then, you know, not even in relation to women, like we were talking about this before, is like the whole masks um, and Mm -hmm. how like Trump didn't want to wear a mask and it was seen as like, I forget which politician did this, but, or maybe it wasn't a politician, maybe it was like someone on Fox News, but they said like, um, was it Tommy Warren? Or who was it? Anyway, they said like, basically, um, that like if you wear a mask, so, oh, interesting. Another, See,
0: I hadn't heard that before.
1: Right, which is another kind of part of the toxic masculinity um, concept is like right. being gay and hoping gay is bad and it's am Yeah, I'm
0: more on that later too.
1: There's, right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think also Trump just sort of invited this discourse that was very obviously misogynistic, and I think that's almost how he was seen as a public figure before becoming a politician. Mm-hmm. Um. Was just really a sexist figure, um, yeah. and I think he just inhabited a lot of traits of toxic masculinity. And then, of course, having this as like the leader of our country just solidified that like these behaviors are okay, and yeah. almost the model for how men should behave.
2: I mean, I think Trump kind of exemplified that being aggressive works because he did become the president through acting aggressive and dominant over people. And like in the debate with him and. Uh, current President Joe Biden, there was the there was always in a talk where President Biden would be talking and then uh Trump would just over talk right. like, talk over. Right. And
0: also speaking of debates, remember the debate in twenty sixteen with Hillary. Right, exactly. That was even more.
1: Yeah. I mean
0: just the where like, he would just put her yeah. down everything she would say. Right. Um this like in even like Vera was saying earlier, um in his campaign throughout his campaign he was known for like demoralizing women, like, criticizing just being just outright sexist for, like, disabled women, just women in general. Um. Yeah.
1: And one thing I was interested in is, like, what do you guys define as toxic masculinity? Like, what is your definition of that? Um, Well, I was just reading something really interesting that said um, that toxic masculinity... Can be defined as the assertion of masculine privilege, um, or men's power. So it's just inhabiting these toxic traits that fuel um, our patriarchy. Um, yeah. yeah, basically to the extent of toxicity. Right. Mm-hmm. So
2: asserting the power that is involved with being a man would be considered toxic. Like, well, like how would you con? What sort of power that is given by being a man would be considered toxic? Because like. When I think of powers as given, like, to more men, I think of more, like, the fact that men are just kind of more muscularly built. So I'm thinking more, like, of, like, strength and, like, that kind right. of way. But I know that really... Well... Unless you're overly aggressive or violent, it's not toxic in that sense. Well, what I've...
0: There's, like, this innate thing that's been built into society and history, and it's the date, that age... Um, and I've read about, like, power just over, like, more... Um, just with military associated with, like, angry, being, like, manly, wild, angry. Those are things that are, like, traditionally associated with men. And those things can be seen as, like, heteronormativity, I guess. But it's kind of, that's another thing as well. Um, so, yeah, there's another side that I was reading about. I want to get this right, but I was reading this one article. Something called, like, toxic femininity. Mm. And they go hand in hand. And that's where, like women feel like they have to hold up these standards of, mm-hmm. right. like, the stereotypes. So I think toxic masculinity is where maybe I was also watching this other YouTube video where um, men, like, they don't like it, and they feel, like, this pressure on them sometimes. Right. And it's an also influenced by social media, and they feel this pressure to, like, act a certain way. Oh, don't address feminine. Don't cry. Yeah. Don't, like, push away all your feelings. No feelings. Right. Feelings.
1: Which often goes hand-in-hand hand with, like, this idea of being gay. Right. Like, you know, men have started to, like, paint their nails, for example. Yes, um, and, and not all of them are gay. Right, exactly. And so, so. It's, it's interesting, like, the extent of um, even just, like, us hearing in high school, like, oh, you're gay. And then, like, right. you know, that person kind of getting really defensive about it. And right. it's, it's interesting how that dynamic still exists. And also, I think it's an important distinction to make that, like, you know, if you are a masculine man, yeah. like you associate with traditionally masculine things, that doesn't necessarily make you, doesn't mean you inhabit toxic masculinity traits. It's right. just, like Corbin was saying, like the over-aggressiveness and the assertion that, mm-hmm. yeah, like men are more powerful. And um, one thing that I associate a lot with toxic masculinity is like this kind of hiding of feelings. Yes, yeah, so that's being what able I was talking about. Really. No, I did read that it, kind of creates an impossible standard to live up to when it comes from these like common masculine ideals um including social respect physical strength wealth yeah. power and right. sexual potency i was um, reading that too. yeah that just create like this unattainable standard that force men to feel like they need to be seen as dominant or in control in order to i guess live up to the and, standards that have been set
0: and the thing yeah. about that is even if they don't want to they feel like they have to sometimes and also that can lead to that's what leads to sexism
1: right because right. those
0: things can lead to it but okay so at this point I was wondering if we want to circle back to what we were talking about earlier because i have some more things to talk about with politics yeah. or if we want to keep going with like this cultural stuff um, what do you we think
1: can, we can circle back
0: to politics want to circle back yeah. just a little bit so one other thing that i read about is he's um trump has um, praised like these aggressive leaders or what was yeah authoritarian leaders such like kim jong-un and Putin and Turkey's um, leader, too, and just said, Oh, yeah, they're great and everything when they really have not done right. good right. things for the and been like overly aggressive and have taken up characteristics of toxic masculinity as well. Yeah, so yeah, that's no, another. I,
1: I find world leaders really interesting, like, um, especially in COVID responses, there right. right? are statistics on uh, countries led by women, and it shows that those countries tend to be more cautious in mm-hmm. terms right. of like public health crises and focus on like the well being of their country. Right. Meanwhile men focus more on like short term economic growth and in mm-hmm. the situation that the US had where, you know, we really had problems shutting things down because of people's fear of exactly our economy. And that, that didn't ties pan in out to in the to end. end. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. So economic things can tie into it as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just like different Philosophies and ways of looking at the world and priorities, and I don't think that that's a coincidence.
2: Um, well, if you compare like men's desire for obtaining wealth to be like the breadwinner, which is right. a societal issue that men supposedly need to be the breadwinner. If they, if men see that they need to, you know, like en- enhance the economy and obtain right. better economic opportunities, they're not really going to focus on the well-being of others when they could be, you know, making a little bit more bread.
1: Yeah, well. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that, like, um, there's so many phrases like that, like, who wears the pants in the relationship, or who's the breadwinner, stuff Mm -hmm. like that, Um, which, yeah, I think it puts, like, incredible, unrealistic pressure on these men who feel like, you know, they have to wear the pants, they have to be the dominant one, and they have to make all the money, and, yeah, again, like, it's harmful for them, it hurts them just as much as it hurts women who, you know, constantly have to live under the patriarchy. So yeah, I think that's
0: really interesting. So now, do you want to go back to where we were talking about, about culture and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So now, Corbin, this is where you come in. So we are talking about like feelings and stuff, and like how the um, maybe norms of toxic masculinity. So what do you think about all that? What are your takes? Like, where have you maybe experienced it yourself, or where have you like noticed it in school? Yeah. So or I in feel sports? like
2: with toxic masculinity, I feel like it is a lot more prevalent in. The black community and especially mm-hmm. in my school in that okay. vicinity because yeah. I, I and i'm in cross country and it's yeah. not very it's let's just say that there's not much toxic masculinity there
0: that's good i and know it, yeah it
2: is there when it's like this is a workout like come on guys like right. it, there's like there's like aggression when it's like you need to do this but there's not mm-hmm. like a lot of aggression other than like we need to do this and i was wondering what are your guys' thoughts on like the sport of football like that's a very that's, we sport. should talk about Is that, that toxic masculinity, yes. or is that just competition oh. trying to be the best? Because I feel like well, it can yeah. be toxic masculinity, but I feel like overall, football is just a sport that has a lot of competitive factors.
1: Well, that's a good. Point. Yeah, I think a really good resource for this um, is there's a book called Boys and Sex that Vera recommended to me by Peggy, what's her, I don't know how to say Orenstein. it. Orenstein? Orenstein, yeah, and then she also wrote one called Girls and Sex, but one of her big points in that book was this idea of like locker room talk and yeah
0: that's what i read right, about right. To.
1: which is like you know football like right. for me as a prime example just because like you don't really see on the flip side a lot of like female no there's not, a professional there's not much professional toxic- football league, yeah and there's also not a professional female baseball league um yeah so you know and also with like basketball too just like this idea of locker room talk the locker kind of room like, the
0: like the bro stuff the
1: banter right so
0: it's... now we'll bringing you back in corbin what do you think about like the locker room like do you yeah. i was watching this video do you feel any have you ever gone into like a weight room or anything in school feel like you have to like try to lift as much as other people like don't feel good yes good. i okay so I, it's, the no, thing I mean, is that's usually, I'm usually when
2: i'm with my friends it's like oh you can lift this much but like like, I'm, I'm as good as you, like... You
0: feel pressure, like, to live... Like, like yeah, but like, but, like, we're, like,
2: we're bros, so it's, like... It's not, right. like, I'm just, like, finding some random guy in the gym, and I'm, like... Oh, yeah, well, I could bench twice you. Like, yeah, that's, no, let's that, say- yeah, it's, it's more, like... Oh, my friend can bench, like, 160, so I'm, like... Alright, well, I can bench 165, then I'll just try that, like...
0: Yeah. See, there is yeah. a little bit of that, and that's, like, innate. Like, that's been around for a while, I feel like. Right.
2: That's... I feel like if it's over-competitive, like, me smack-talking and then being, like... Mean and all that. I feel like then that's toxic to masculinity. But like me, just trying to be like, I'll just see if I can one up you. Like that's that's just kind of like
1: Yeah. being
2: yeah, masculine no. or being a person and having a good time and trying. to Right. Like, yeah. there's, I read yourself.
0: something about like some freshmen feeling like they were like a sh- embarrassed because they couldn't lift as much as seniors in the weight room, and seniors were like making fun of them, even though. People that weren't their friends, though. Like, with yeah. your friends, at different. You've already established you can tease each other and stuff. Yeah. And that's another aspect of it, because us women, we don't quite... We tease each other a lot, but not in different ways. I
1: feel like. yeah. yeah. Well, also, I find that, like, even just the discourse and the way in which people are being teased, like, where it's, like, sissy, or, oh, you're such a girl, or all of right, these right. things, just sort of enforce the idea that, like, girls are weak, or, or there's girls like, are inadequate, or lesser than.
0: Here's an interesting, thing. there's this like assistant soccer coach on one of the soccer teams that one of my friends was on, um, like in school, and she was like, oh, you're, um, you're playing like girls, and she's a woman, and she said right. that. What do you guys yeah. think about that?
1: I, like that's what, and what you, so you, I know, because she's a woman. Yeah, and I think it's,
0: and I hate the like, oh, you're like a girl. Right. Nothing like a girl.
1: And it's hard with, well, I mean, we could get into this whole, we could um, get into Debate that. with like, well, what even is a woman, and what even is right. a Right. Because it is. You know, definitely not as clear-cut as um, I mean, people make it out to be, yeah. um, especially in the past. But mm-hmm. I think it is hard, especially with sexism, because you, you know, like racism, for example. Clearly, there is no, you know, you look at the um, like the Human Genome Project, for example, there's mm-hmm. no um, genetic difference between black people and white
0: people. Like, yeah.
1: our skin is a different color, but that is it. That's and it. so, but with men and women, like, it's just different because there, there are different. biological factors that are different. And, you know, yeah, like, women just don't have... We don't have as much testosterone. Um, yeah. And so we don't have the capacity to build strength as much as men do. Um, and so that is frustrating because I feel like that a lot of times is used to justify. It's
0: used against us. Even right. though it, there are, they, are, they are, are true facts, but they're used in, like, a demeaning right.
2: way. Right. I feel like with the phrase, like, you kick like a girl, you run like a girl, I feel yeah, like when they're used in demeaning ways which they almost always are that is yeah. negative negative. Yes. and I feel like there, of course there's going to be differences in almost every peak athletic event between men and women yes. but that shouldn't be highlighted and I feel like yes. if there yeah. was like a technique or a method in which women hit or threw or run or did anything and there's a different way that men did it from that yeah. then you could highlight that in a comparison but not in a demeaning way which there yeah. isn't so it's, it's always just like a you're doing bad pick it up and most insults like, sissy, or, like, negative.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
0: so we need to break out of that.
1: Yeah, and it also goes beyond physical ability. I feel like those insults are used when men, like, express emotion. Emotion. Back to the feeling things. Oh,
0: crying, oh, you're like a girl. So, have you had, to be completely honest, have you had any experience with that? Because I've been, like, I was watching this video, and men feel like they can't, like, cry or anything. What do you think about that? I
2: think that a lot of men don't cry as much. And I feel like I'm lucky to not have things to cry about. Like, I'm, I don't really get very sad very often because I don't have, like, negative things happening to me. But Mm -hmm. I know that there are some guys around me that, like, yeah, like, if something bad happens, they'll cry. But it's, and usually I'm not told to, like, suck it up anymore. But in the past, it's happened. And it's, it's one of those things where it's, like, it is a little weird to see a man cry. Like, that's just how it is. Yeah,
0: it's kind of, like, an RNA, like societal yeah. right. norms, unfortunately. Because but I'm glad times are starting to change. Right.
2: Strength showing fear, which a lot of men that are strong, right. showing fear, that is that is scary. So that's
0: Vulnerability yeah. is another yeah. key thing that that's tricky terrible. for me. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and we were talking about this earlier. It's just like therapy, for example. Right. Um, like, I know I go to therapy. Um,
0: and, and I go to therapy.
1: Yeah. And so... I, most of my friends go to therapy, like, it's just kind of, like, a common thing, so it's not out of the norm to say, like, oh, yeah, like, my therapist Therapist. was talking to me about this, but, like, we were talking to Corbin, and, like, what is your experience with that, do you have friends who go to therapy, um, is that, like, a conversation that you guys have a lot, or,
2: um, so, with my male friends, I don't, I only know if I think maybe one or two that go to therapy, Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. and a lot of times, it's, like, you know, I don't, like, They're not conversations where it's like, oh yeah, my therapist... We don't talk about conversations usually that involve things that therapists may or may not have said and that vicinity. But then my non-binary or uh, female friends almost all have therapists.
0: Right. Yeah, so that's the thing that we were talking about earlier where I feel like um, it's just another thing that's just built in society where you guys... Just in men, like, you feel like you don't have to talk about things as much. Maybe you want to, though. Have you ever felt like you wanted to talk about something, yeah. an emotional thing, but your friends aren't, or just, like, brush past it or make it humorous? Yeah.
2: Um, I feel like that happens occasionally, and yeah. I am guilty of making humor out of things that people probably wanted to talk about. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. when it's like there's something that I do want to talk about, it's, it's not like the person's brushing over, it's that I don't want to talk about it with them, but it's, right. like, just saying that I do want to talk to someone just that they're not that someone is is there.
1: Oh, God, I'm sorry. Yeah, one thing that I am curious about is, like, if you're facing some emotional issue and you want to talk to someone, who would be the person that you would go yeah. to? Yeah.
2: It would really depend for me because I have a lot of figures that I can talk to, but probably either my father or one of my female friends who's more mm-hmm. able to dispense emotional justice. Yeah.
1: Well, and That doesn't weird. make much sense when I say that, but... No, I mean, that makes... I think that's one of my biggest things as I think about um yeah like pretty much every girl I know goes to therapy and so then it creates this culture where you know if a guy is having an issue he will talk he knows you know that these girls are way better equipped to handle with the emotional issue and we so were he'll talking talk to about them. this and so then especially with relationships it, it creates this dynamic where, like, the girl has to, to be the, have therapist. the emotional... Yeah, she has to be the therapist. She holds the emotional burden. Yes. Even in a lot of marriages today, like... Right. It's crazy how many guys don't know how to handle emotions, and then the mom... Or the the um, partner, the female partner, almost acts like a mom and kind of, like, yes. comforting them, and, like, is there a little therapist? And it's like, that's not healthy, and We're that's not, not fair. It's not fair to, um you know put all that on women and girls. Like, I know I've experienced, like, I have guy friends, and there's times when, you know, they'll talk to me, and it's like, you know, it has to be a two-way street. You have to, Mm -hmm. that's the thing about friendships, you know? Like, if I were to talk to Vera about something that was bothering me emotionally, she would support me, and she could do the same, and I would support her. Like, it's a two-way street. But with a lot of friendships I have with guys, it's not like that. Like, they will unload on me, and there's no way that, like they just do not reciprocate that when I talk to them. They don't
0: know how to. they are right. lots of my guy friends aren't emotionally available because right. I, I say this like I think I can confide in them, and then like I can, but the thing is it's funny because they don't know what to say. Right? right? Yeah. They're exactly. Like, They'll be like, oh, "Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry." And
1: then move on. yeah, and not not, right. not
0: say any like things to validate or empathize. Right. Which like, right. some my female friends are and not. And that was, was
1: in boys and sex, and it's right. interesting because she kind of highlighted like. One, that's bad for women because it places too much emotional burden on them. Like, it needs to be reciprocated. In a lot of situations, it's not. But it's also bad for men because, like, if you're a father or a brother or a friend, like, you should know what's going on in, like, this other person's life, you know? And you're not going to be able to build a healthy relationship with them if you don't. And so it's better for everyone if, like, you feel like you can come to the men in your life and talk to them about these things and, like... Mm-hmm. Feel supported, and I think the big issue is that that's not happening, really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: I think that I pr- like if someone came up to me and tried to, you know, unload on me. I think I could probably, like, listen and, and probably at least give a little bit of help. But yeah, I mean, seeing I've not, I have not gone to a therapist, I probably wouldn't be as helpful as someone who has.
0: Yeah.
1: But I'm, yeah,
2: I'm still. A pr- I'd say I'm a pretty good ear. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, and that's good. I think it's important that like everyone is equally equipped to deal with these situations and to listen to people because I'm sure there are a lot of people in your life who you don't even realize really just need, like, a listening ear. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and I also wanted to kind of talk about the intersection with um, race and toxic masculinity. I was going to talk about that, too. Yeah, I know Corbin mentioned, like, within the black community, and I think that is true, but I also think that, you know, it's almost a bigger problem within, like, white people because... I know this is just kind of, like, my take on, um, like, school shootings and shootings in general, like, almost always it's, like, a white man. And that, like, phenomena, it's like, why, why is it that way? Um, just kind of, and I know there's also a dynamic within, like, the Asian community where a lot of times the media, I mean, and the media has consistently done this. I was listening to, um, a podcast, what was it called? It was about men, um, But they were talking about how the media kind of, I don't know, demasculates, emasculates? I don't know. Like, basically, um, you know, makes fun of Asian men's masculinity Mm -hmm. and how that's, like, such a common thing. And that's why, like, Crazy Rich Asians, for example, um, that was really important because there was a male protagonist who was, you know, pretty traditionally masculine and seen as attractive. Yeah, that kind of rewrote the narrative a little bit. Um, But it is interesting within different racial communities and like how that all works. And the stereotypes Um, within them. Right, exactly. Yeah, they can all be different. It definitely feels like some racial groups are sort of uber masculinized and made to feel like just all of these gender stereotypes are just extremified. Um, Right. And then in other racial groups, they're masculinized by other racial groups. Right, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting yeah so sarah did you have any like or anything on that
0: Um, yeah so actually well first i want to start with corbin where have you seen it like you mentioned earlier like you've seen it within the black community what examples like of that have
2: you noticed so uh, i live in uh, an area that is a majority black and so when i am around and i'll hear things they'll be like people will say like stop acting gay or like that's Mm. they'll be like very insulting and it's like it's, like, a, a goal to, like, be on the top and to be strong and powerful, mm. which is, of course, nice to be, like, strong and, like, be able to lead and help others. But I feel like, in some instances, it's, like, it's put, it's, like, you're uh, putting down others in your attempt to um, be high, more masculine.
0: Right. Um. Yeah, and then this article I was reading about Obama, he was talking about that, too, this, like, domination. Like, the, he said, this is a quote from this podcast that says or this article that says the notion that somehow defining yourself as a man is dependent on are you able to put somebody else down able to dominate that is an old view so also he said that where young men of color and young men generally don't feel as if to be respected they have to act a certain way and then he also said if you're confident about your strength you don't need to show me by putting someone else down show me by lifting someone else up
1: no and i think the whole of toxic masculinity sort of thrives on insecurities and feeling right. like you're not able to like live up to the standard that's set, so you need to overcompensate with aggression and um, violence and entitlement and yeah, all of these things. Yeah, yeah. And another thing I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, we're gonna do a later podcast on a lot of like anti-trans bills that are in Congress right now, um, mainly state legislatures across the country. And, um, you know, I think it's, Im- it's important to talk about that, those issues within this context too, because, you know, if you are like a trans man, for example, um, you don't owe anyone a hyper-masculine persona. You don't have yes. to. Like, and I think that there's that kind of notion both with, uh, trans women and trans, trans men that like, if you're a trans woman, you should be hyper And if you're a trans man, you should be hyper-masculine. And, and that's just not true. Um. And also, I mean, this kind of gets into what we were talking about before with, like, sports and biology with um, everyone's ability to build muscle, but, you know, um, everyone has varying levels of hormones and all these different factors that go into whether or not they could build muscle, so it's important that, you know, we recognize maybe, yes, men have more of an ability to build muscle, but um, that doesn't mean that a woman can't be stronger than a man.
0: So Um, true.
1: So... You know, I think that's important, too. But we'll get more into, like, trans issues um, in that
0: episode. Yes, I found more on um, race from this article that was talking about Barack Obama and his podcast oh, right. with um, Steph Curry. So he was, this is a quote that says, Racism historically in the society sends a message that you are less than, Obama said. We feel we have to compensate by exaggerating stereotypical ways men are supposed to act, and that's a trap. Yeah. Um, he also talked about gun violence with that, like you were mentioning earlier violence and pain communities suffer he added that much of the violence and pain communities suffer from men seeking respect including through gun violence and that is a self-defeating model for men yeah. and then he also went on to talk about how um, cultural things like rap and hip hop Right. they mention how they have like more money than people sometimes right. and that can be like a dominating thing and yeah. that's also and a trap a, and that's and a cultural thing
1: yeah there's a lot of um, you know lyrics and stuff about again like this idea of, like, conquering women. Right, like, like we were talking about before. You right. know, stuff like that, um, that I think is, can be pretty toxic. Um, but, yeah, that's super interesting, too. Also, we yeah. have, we're going to have a list, um, well, it'll be, like, a Google Doc of all the resources we have for this. So yes. So you can look into it more yourself, too.
0: All of the ones that I keep mentioning and Allison, and and Corbin.
1: Yeah. No, I f- they're, oh, sorry.
2: I feel like with music, about dominating women, that is for the most part and almost completely bad but sometimes you know like if it's like an actual like good lyric even i mean, i'm not i'm a man so i can't really totally speak to this but if it's a a very good lyric i'm i'm more willing to just like say that, that was like you know it was not a great statement but it was a good a good line
1: yeah well yeah. but i think there's a lot of songs centered around it and yeah. right there's a lot, um, yeah. Which I think is domination like,
0: too. Right.
1: Like I when I run, um, I listen to a lot of rap and I, I used to listen to more like male rap, but now I'm really into like Marmegan the Stallion and Nicki Minaj. Yeah, I like them they, too. Right. They both they use these same, um, like themes that male rappers do, but they it's way more empowering. It's empowering I, to
0: listen to that when, this is a cool thing to talk about running and listening to rap. Yeah. We yeah. could talk we could segue into that or we could go back to
1: Yeah, either
0: way. This is leading to a good segue. So, listening sometimes, at least when I work out or run, sometimes if I'm feeling tired or something, I want, like, a motivation. Sometimes, like, listening to these motivating songs that are talking about, like, empowering women can feel really good and be like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to keep going. Right. And so, like, what Alice was saying, they have these female rappers have more, like, women, like, female empowering lyrics and as opposed to male rappers that are sometimes talk about, like, a lot of sex and, like, dumbness. Yeah, well I
1: think it's like the common theme in lyrics about women or sex that just refer to women in a really demeaning way and I don't think Mm -hmm. we can separate that from our culture because of course like if this is the music that you listen to and it perpetuates like violence against women um, or sexism or misogyny, that's, you're going to internalize that attitude in some ways because it's the culture that's around you. Yeah, and I'll see, you know, like workout videos of guys working out or whatever Almost always in the background, there's this music that's playing that you know is almost always male musicians, and it's pretty yes. demeaning stuff. Um, that to be honest, just blatantly objectifies women, and um, you know, but it, that's kind of seen as like an empowering, yeah, like, thing for them, and it makes them feel, yeah, like powerful and strong and whatever. And that just kind right. of goes back to the idea that, like, to be strong and to be a man, you have to. Like Sarah was saying, put other people down, especially women, and, and be mm-hmm. like very dominant, um, which yeah, is harmful for everyone. So
2: when you spoke about listening to music and then internalizing like what it means, I feel like that is true unless you can detach yourself from the meaning of the song. Like what like when I'm done listening to a song by Young Gravy that is very objectifying like of women, I can tell myself, Alright, that's just a song, but I enjoy it just like for the purpose, that it's a song, and then right. I cannot go around and objectify sure. women that way. So that can't work.
1: I don't think everyone is like quite as knowledgeable well, about this right. like that. And all these things. Like it takes it's a certain headspace to be to able separate. to separate yourself. yeah. From yeah. And definitely, when I think about like I don't listen to a lot of rap music, but like the culture that was around me when I was a kid, and like the misogyny that I saw on TV shows, or just what was around me, I did internalize in some ways, and it took me getting older and more mature and learning about these things to finally let go of some of that, but I think if I never did, I would have possibly carried that with me, and it has so many harmful effects. Right, right. Exactly. Um, and yeah. yeah, and I think not only with music, but just in every aspect of our life. I mean, even if you look at, like, rom-coms, for, for example, like, I think about yeah, yeah, this all movies. the time. Yeah, and, like, yeah, like, Disney Channel stuff. Like, oh, yeah. There's definitely this kind of idea. Um,
2: like with Black Widow.
0: Yeah, like, there's a it lot only... of
1: stuff that perpetuates toxic masculinity, and one particular thing that, like, I talked about with a group of girls that I found really interesting was, um, you know, if you look at Disney Channel shows, uh, High School Music- Musical, for example, we have Sharpay, who's kind of seen as this villain, um, and she's right. hyper-feminine, like, yes. very, the most feminine.
0: Yeah, Sharpay. And it's
1: interesting because she's then kind of portrayed as, like, kind of dumb and stupid the dumb blonde right and that stereotype in every girl that i've talked to has carried on like i used to i liked the color pink i liked wearing dresses but as a kid i floated more towards this like convoy side because that's what the media kind Same of me, with right? me that's what they told me was like the cool thing the like cool not thing like other girls oh
0: my idea. god that's such a good point that i didn't even yeah. realize some things you don't even realize just with masculine things when i was a kid i was like oh i want to paint my whole room pink and everything in my room pink and i was like i don't like pink it's too girly and oh, right, like exactly. all the girls are doing it and also i don't like that because all the girls are doing it and i don't want to be like traditional like girly because i don't want to be right. like, that, like oh, like, the stereotypes of being, like, gentle, not strong, like, too pretty. And And those are just carried through and just, like, in a,
1: what I feel like. Like, I didn't even really think about
0: that. I I just realized I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, I think we really, for a long time, were sort of taught to, like, villainize femininity and equate femininity with, like, Stupidity and being right. mean, like and that's girl what that's who the thing was talking who likes about. fashion or like right up as like the mean girl. Exactly, right. and yeah. like I
0: didn't, I didn't realize other people thought like that too. But you guys, yeah. did. and that's the thing I think I was reading the article that's toxic femininity. Right, I think, right. Actually, mm-hmm. on yeah. the flip side,
1: and again, just so. like you know, um white supremacy and heteronormativity and like all this yes. kind of stuff, like it hurts everyone. It does Every not way. just hurt black people or women or, you know, people that are part of the LGBTQIA community, it hurts everyone because mm-hmm. it's not helpful. We would all benefit from kind of loosening the structure and the stereotypes around these kind of things. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's like kind of my big takeaway from all of this. Yeah. 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 I think a big part of learning about misogyny and sexism is that it's a two-way street and impacts all of us, and yeah. I'm not really sure what wave of feminism we're in right now, but I feel like but we're we are. just realizing that, because right. I think in my parents' generation, yeah. like these concepts hadn't even come into their head, or they weren't right. really a part of feminism yet, because there was still so much to figure out, and there still is, but like, I think we have to realize the negative effects that our misogynistic society um, sort of does on the men and boys. Yeah, Yeah,
0: speaking of misogyny, like, the thing, I just thought of this, but going back to politics, how we still have not had a female president yet. Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's, like, the symbol. The president is, like, the symbol of all the power in the country. So when you look at that, you don't see a woman. You see a man. So that can, like,
1: Yeah, and it's amazing how many people just cannot fathom having a female president and having, like, a powerful. Like, the amount of men who are, quite honestly, just threatened by female or powerful women. Yeah. um, and uh, like even within relationships, again, like this yeah. idea of like a submissive woman and like a dominant man. Again, like that that is a big stereotype that I guess kind of carries through and even to the power structures in our country.
0: Speaking so. of that, there's a lot there's so many double standards with women. Right. Oh, like, oh, if you like slept with like one person then you like ugh, consider like a slut, but then if you um right. don't right. At all then you're considering like the opposite, so then
1: Right. Well and I think yeah, that kind of gets into like sexual assault. Now it's within into sexism that, which also has a lot to do with toxic masculinity. All I this has to do with it. Right, <laughs> it, it really does. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, this idea that you are, like, conquering women and, and this, like, power. And,
0: violence. and what do I you mean, think about that, Corbin? I'm curious. Yeah.
2: Um, well, the conquering, I, yeah, I, was, submissive I was reading about that earlier this morning, mm-hmm. and basically it came to my mind and, like, not, not to my mind, but it, I was thinking about how, like, like rape and sexual assault, That like kind of, a lot of it probably does appear from toxic masculinity and like i would assume at least a little bit from rape like if a man can't get with a woman and is like mad and right sad and all those other things that might not be able to deal with he might resort to rape as a as like a oh i'm getting laid and i'm also dominant now
1: right and Mm -hmm. and this idea that like women owe men oh right and they owe men sex and stuff like that and and yeah like you were saying this huge double standard of like um like, one thing that I always think about is the Super Bowl. A couple, maybe that was last year, I'm not sure. Um, Who was it? It was, like, J-Lo and...
2: Oh, two years ago, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah two years ago. J-Lo and... Cheery, um,
1: right. And they, and they were wearing, like, they were Chikira. showing a lot of skin. Like, yeah, they were okay, doing pole dancing. Good for them, yeah. And everyone was scandalized and, and thought it was horrible right, and but, whatever. But then oh, the year before, was... Adam Levine was, like shirtless grinding on the Super Bowl stage. And that was and fun. No one, yeah, no Such a great that. example. Right, it's, yeah. it's the double standard. And yeah. totally. I
0: mean, yeah. we need to move past this, but it's still, I feel like we're making progress in other directions, but still not in
1: this right. way. Right. In this, yeah. Um, the objectification of yeah. women is like... Totally. Ugh. One statistic that I found interesting was that um, research actually shows that boys and men who hold sexist attitudes are more likely to perpetuate violence against women, yeah. Yeah. which I think really just goes to show that like this isn't you know, just some emotional issue that we're talking about. You know, yeah. if like it really leads to, right. like, real issues in our right. society. Right. And, and the amount of men who don't, and this goes back to, like, talking emotionally with people, the amount of men who don't understand what consent is, you know, a lot of the time, like, men just don't know that. And yeah. They, and they are empowered by this toxic masculinity idea, and, you know, they do stuff that, we often view as like, oh, that person is, you know, just mentally ill or a horrible right. person. But they've just internalized all these awful um, ideas and concepts, and then use that as justification for perpetuating, yeah, yeah. The violence.
0: Back them. to like the consent thing. Like I've had not too like extreme, but like a little simple, like it could be considered like, uh, like right. borderline stuff, but they should have like asked. You know what I mean? Like have right. you guys, have, yeah. Right.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah, I think a couple. I'm not a couple. I think a lot of men struggle with the concept that consent can be given and then in the middle of an action can be taken away right. oh and then... yeah
0: then they have to right. yeah. know the yeah. right exactly
2: and I, but I think that some men think of like when they hear it, like that like consent can be like taken away in the middle of an action they think of like oh like the, like consents being taken away after it's happened and like that's regret and I think right. that's no. men are confusing those those things and yeah. probably some women too because it's
1: yeah well, somewhat
2: nuanced maybe
1: That's, again, why I recommend Boys and Sex, like, so, like, that was such an interesting book, and I think literally everyone should read it, um, because they talked about consent a lot in that book, and, um, yeah, and I think that everyone could benefit from learning more about that, so. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, when we really think about it, like, rape, murder, mass shootings, gang violence, like, why are these things so predominantly perpetuated by men? Men, right, have exactly. you heard
0: of like a woman, a woman shooter, like mass shooter? I mean, we look I at the
1: statistic and it was like 66 of the past mass shootings, I think one was done by a woman. And we look yeah. at like 90% of violent crime was done by men, like robberies. And the amount of violence against women is insane. So, yeah, it's like, why? Why does this keep happening? And why has it happened for so long? Like it's been hundreds and hundreds of years. Exactly. It's still happening. Yeah, and I think like it starts from such a young age. Like you aren't able to go out at night, and like you're scared of being catcalled. Like I can't even think of yeah. the first time that I was catcalled. It was probably like 11 or 12. And then yeah, it's I was 12. So right. young to even be thinking about that. Right. Like, it's, it's crazy.
0: Like every time. Speaking of running again, every time I go running. Right. Every time it's I scary. see a guy. No, literally because. I don't know, maybe when I was younger I was less I guess I just knew less about the stuff, but since the recent stuff now more women can feel like they're able to talk about it, like the Me Too movement, they're able to talk about it. So Right. Right. There.
1: And there, it's, it's, to me it's just like scared. Right. It's just like this entitlement that men have like mm. that they it's both entitlement and this like idea of dominance combined with also, in my opinion, just ignorance. Like they don't right. they don't ask consent. They don't really understand what consent is. A lot of times and at this point I feel like there's kind of no excuse to this, but like the idea that like oh kind of calling is a compliment or like huh. what's the line and just like stuff like that. It's like no, like you need to talk to women and you need to like do your research because it's not okay to like like ignorance is not an excuse. I just think it's an explanation for what's happening as well as you know, the entitlement, the dominance, and, yeah. and all of that. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I think men don't realize how uncomfortable it makes women. But the fact that this is happening to girls, like right. girls, children, yeah. Children, yeah, exactly, often coming from men, like grown men, right. harassing it's 12, awful. 13, 14-year-olds on the street. Like yeah, right. also, incredible. if we're talking
0: about grown men, going back to politics, like Jeffrey Epstein. Right,
1: exactly. That's
0: like another thing, how like politics can be seen as... So right, realistic. and
1: and Bill Clinton was associated with that. Bill Clinton. Donald Trump was associated. Apparently, with Bill with that. Gates was too. Yeah, Bill Gates even was even like, like you know. Eric Greitens. Right, right. <laughs> Powerful men. It's yeah, it's upsetting. It's disturbing. Um, yeah. there's a documentary about it on Netflix, and it's like, yeah, it's very upsetting. But yeah, it's interesting. Basically, normalizing. Sexual assault and giving sexual assaulters a platform, and it's always men. It really is. I mean, yeah. not that it's always men in our society, but yeah. the sexual assaulters who hold power are yeah. white men. Yeah. Yeah. which might
2: be because women don't hold as much power in the society, which is a whole other. That's a whole thing.
1: Other thing. Right. Yeah. Well, also, what we were talking about
0: earlier had me thinking about you started talking about Disney Channel. This is kind of on the same thing, but mm-hmm. thought about Disney movies and how I think we are kind of um, making steps, kind of in the right direction, but. Because of, like, movies like Moana and Frozen that are focusing more on, like, female yeah. characters not being, like, saved by a man. Even though in Frozen, like, she is, she does marry a man at the end. But I was thinking about, like, the, what were some other one recent Disney movies that have, like, princess movies that involve, like, just the female?
1: Oh, Ryan uh, Ryan the Last Dragon just came out. I don't know if anyone's seen that but it's just about like a woman who okay see like saves things a bunch like of dragon that dragon for me.
0: things like that and so yeah. what do you guys think about that how like before just like 5 years ago it was all about getting the prince that has to do with like cultural thing that's influencing all the stuff we're talking about yeah
1: yeah too. i think it's a really really great step um towards and, yeah. yeah and i like how like in frozen for example um elsa she's not a tomboy she's People think she, she's girl. gay, though, right? Yeah. Is that... Yeah, that I, is, thing? I like how she... Yeah, like, she's feminine, and she's yeah, not... Yeah, she's and, feminine. And, but she's also strong, and she also doesn't end up with a guy then. Yeah. And that, to me, is, like, very important, because I think... Um, yes. Yeah, I'm just really done with, like, femininity. Right. Being yeah. equated with, yeah, like, weakness and stupidity and,
0: and... And it's about, like, their sisterhood and not about... Yeah. Femininity. Right,
1: exactly. Can I say, and honestly, I know that this character has been sort of chastised for, like, body image issues, which is so fair and valid. Yeah. Um, But when I think of a feminist icon, I think of Barbie. Because Barbie <laughs> was, was pretty on this Yeah, um, that's true. She that's loved true. clothing and fashion, but that wasn't, like... Diminished at all. She was really smart. She had, like, over a hundred careers. She did everything. She was an astronaut, a scientist, and she was the main character. Like, Ken was a total side piece in a lot of episodes of Barbie. Don't judge me for watching Barbie at 14. Yeah, no, I remember that. She sort of pushes Ken to the side. Like, he is her side piece, and she has more important things to worry about, and I think like, that's a case where a hyper-feminine character isn't made to seem stupid or mean. She's nice mm-hmm. and she's smart and she does a lot of things And although I think she's created horrible standards for girls right. in terms of body yeah. image um, and one standard of beauty I think that like sort of the message that she carries in some ways is very positive um, concerning femininity yeah
0: so another cultural aspect that we wanted to talk about that's prevalent in um, high school it's different from Barbie but this is talking about how Sometimes guys, if they are, like, act um, affectionate with each other, act, like, quote-unquote, like flamb- flamboyant or, like, I don't know how to describe more the word. More feminine. More yeah. feminine. They're called gay by their friends. And they call each other gay as, like, an insult, which is homophobic. Right. But it's, it's, like, borderline homophobic, but it still is. So some men right. think they can do that without, like, saying a slur and not realize right. that it's homophobic. So this is we're talking about now how. Toxic masculinity and homophobia can go hand in hand. Right. Corbin, what do you think about that and where have you experienced that? Well, that cross
2: country is seen as the gay sport.
0: Yeah, I mean, you guys yeah. wear the shorts that are the like... splits
2: that are, yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. feel like me being an open and bold person, I really take that in stride and kind of act a little more gay around my friends during cross country. Like, when, when they like challenge me to something, I'm like, what are you going to do? Like, give me a kiss about it? Like, because like, I'm just yeah. joking with them and it's like, So I feel like I don't really have that experience of, like, things being or, like, having the effect of gay.
0: What do you think about, like, saying the word and, like, throwing around the word gay and, like, the stereotypes around it? Because I was watching this video, too. It's like, what is gay? Like, what are these stereotypes? Like, why are we saying that, like, I'm, like, you're saying, like, I'm acting gay. Like, what does that mean to you? And we can break past calling things, quote-unquote, gay, if you know. Right.
1: Well, because a lot of times I feel like someone will say, oh, you're acting, like, Let's say one of your guy friends give you gives you a hug and then they're like oh like that. We were dead. talking about this like, before. Yeah, just like trying to
0: show affection, they do it through right. humor, but then
1: Right. Like if someone were to give that? me a hug, It'd yeah, be like no one would say, "Oh, that's gay." Like no. Yeah. But, but for does, guys it
0: is. Yeah. Like, or like if, if we were like some cheek or something, yeah. like, Right. Like I like, have seen girls girls yeah. like really kiss sit on
1: each other's laps, laps. We and we sit in each other's laps. We're like And no one
0: thinks I
2: mean, cuddle and everything. It definitely depends on who you're friends with, for sure. Yeah, what do you think? But with some of my my cross-country friends, I'm like, "Come over and sit on my lap." Like what are you going to do about it? Well, like, right.
0: my guy friends, they act like that too. Right. Because I think now we're entering this time where maybe you can speak to this too, but guys, they feel like, they, well, guys want to show affection too, but it's not in society considered like a normal thing, unfortunately, now. Which right. This is a huge thing to talk to so messy and so it's like then they do it; they cover it up. Yeah. So then they call it like gay and stuff. Don't you? is that why you do it to cover up the being vulnerability, the vulnerability right. of it? Um, yes, to get we need I to get know. to the core
1: of this. I feel
2: like <laughs> I don't feel like when I did I'm vulnerable. I feel like it's more like I'm having fun and joking around with my friends because like
0: yes, yeah, so that's I, why yeah. you guys do it in a joking way. Yes, yeah. because I no, like being gay, gay is
2: It's not like a vulnerability. It's more of like a because we're close. Yeah, we are vulnerable and right. act in a more effeminate way, but it's more of a, like a. It's like a
0: joke. Yeah. And you yeah, guys joke, you- but we, girls, we don't joke about That's yeah, the thing of the right. times.
1: You can express like physical affection for your friends in a non-joking Joking way. Do oh, you yeah. think you guys
0: could do that? Yeah. Okay. That's
2: good. Yeah. Like I for sure come over to my friends. I'm like, give me a handshake. I'm like, I'm like, I'm hopping on your lap. Like we're just chilling right now. Like we're just having a good time. That's, <laughs>
0: okay. That happens, yeah.
1: that's, that's, really that's good. good that's know, good like, to know. My school, at least, like it's over to like the main guy friend group, and they're joking about being gay, and it's a right. That's thing. happens at my school, too. So that's all like, they
0: talk about, and, they, right. and it is homophobic. That's... And then one of my friends last year, this happened, he dressed this in like this assembly thing. He He's by, and he was like, I don't like these comments in the locker room. Everyone's saying, like, One guy was like grinding on another guy, and he's like, Oh, right. and you're calling each other gay, and that's actually really homophobic, and
1: right.
0: And they yeah, were using exactly. the F slur and stuff,
1: yeah, right. it's just making in some ways a mockery out of someone's sexuality. Right. Like Yeah. I'm gonna kiss you, man. So maybe if oh, we can start, so to, start to start to have it like a non-joking yeah. way but mm-hmm. I know it's gonna
0: take a while. <laughs> yeah. Right.
2: I feel like when I say like, like, you better shut up or I'm gonna kiss you, I feel like that's not like in a homophobic way. I think it's no. more of like in a, like well, you better watch it, Buster. Like. Well,
1: and I think that the intent yeah. is, especially with those kind of comments, it's not like, you're not, um what's the word, like consciously homophobic. Like, no. It's not, it's, Sometimes it's just, like, an implicit thing where it's, like, you know, you're making these jokes, but it, people just don't even realize that, yeah, like Vera said, like, it's it's almost making a mockery out of someone's sexuality. And, right. And, yeah, it's just, it's it's funny to me how it's, like, a whole, like, every guy friend group and, like, all that, like, they all have this. They all,
0: it seems to be right now, too, and it yeah. seems to be, like, not not only, like, a mockery, but also uh, well, I had the word, but I forgot. I just like an ongoing
1: joke, and it's like, right, but yeah, like I don't think like yeah, yes, yeah,
0: making it like a joke and making it like it's something different, even though homophobia has already been around for such a long time, people already struggle with that so much, but it, when it's influenced more like brought in more with guys, their age is really not conducive to any anymore like, yeah, yeah. progress, don't yeah make it no, like something
1: different a lot of these like modern forms of homophobia and sexism are really just subtleties, it's like I think it's. Just yes, microaggressions,
0: that, yeah. if I, if you will, maybe not exactly aggressive
1: aggressions. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, and I think that that, like, especially in all aspects, like, with racism and sexism and homophobia, every, it used to be so explicit, obviously. Yes, um, I actually um, but, said and, this. And, and there has been progress that that isn't as socially accepted anymore, but it's still, yeah, like, we still have these little microaggressions or comments or... Or even, you know, legislation that on the face of it, it's like, oh, like, this doesn't seem racist, this doesn't seem sexist or homophobic. But then you dig deeper into it, and it's just a subtler way to be racist, to be homophobic, yeah. um to be sexist. So, you know, I think, yeah, that's definitely a good
0: point. Yeah, and something that I just thought of now is, um, I don't know about you guys, but for me, like, what I've experienced, women, we don't, like, joke about, like, being gay or something. Like, I have a lot of open like, open like, gay or bi friends. Yeah. And so, like, they don't, like, joke or, like, of it exactly
1: right
2: so when I make those jokes I like like shut up or I'm gonna kiss you Like, I found yeah. that like when I do that most of the friends that I do around are straight I mm-hmm. don't have any yeah. I don't really have any male friends that are gay because I don't I only know like one or two guys that are gay Yeah. Right. but the I have a couple friends that are bi and when I do it around them they do it with me because I think they understand like it's have no, like like a joke that are bi. and it's not like yeah. they don't find an issue with it and right. I don't know if that's well,
1: therefore if, an issue or not that, oh that's a good that's point. why it's like more subtle to me at least like I feel like guys will kind of make jokes that are yeah like kind of borderline homophobic and whatever but then let's say their friend comes out as gay they won't really have a problem with it it's like okay whatever maybe a right exchange but like you know it's it's not so overtly homophobic as yeah I think it has been in the past
0: so something that I thought of when we were talking about that is I obviously another point I want to make is we have none of us. We really can't talk because none of us are—at right. least no, that I know—are I mean, gay or anything. We're all but another straight thing, white people. straight white people. Yeah. So
1: yeah, I mean, I yeah. Think my takeaway from all of this is it's just really important to talk to people and to have hard conversations, um, right. especially with guys. Like, you know, and and you're not. No one has to be, um, you know, some guy's therapist. Like, even if you are emotionally equipped to handle things like that, it's not your place, and you don't. You
0: should never feel forced to do something. Like yeah. That. So yeah. I think our things are changing, hopefully in the right direction. Yeah. And we yeah. just we just need, we need to take more steps, just it. more. Yeah. Because yeah. no, some things are slower than others, but some yeah. things are moving yeah.
1: faster, faster. And these conversations are so good because I think you realize other people's perspectives and see where they come from. Right. And and that's yeah. you know the project that we're doing with Civitas about political factions is you know really centered around that. Honestly, is just kind of looking and seeing. Um, you know, why do, for example, like, as a Democrat, why, and try to figure out why do Republicans think the way they do, so that way I can better understand them and be better equipped to have conversations with them, because, um, you know, at the end of the day, we have to all move forward and, and figure this out, and, um, you know, so it's important to understand each other and figure out where we're coming from. But,
0: yeah. yeah. Okay, I think that'll be it for today, for this yeah. episode, but... Yeah. Thank you for coming on our podcast, Gorbin. So yeah, thank nice you. to have you.
1: Yes. Yeah, this so is the, the Social Take. take? Oh also sorry. <laughs> just a quick word. Um, the Social Take is sponsored by us to the Task, which is a famous based organization. Yeah, it's a non for profit um, that focuses around teams being um, active citizens and yeah, just being engaged um, in politics. Yeah. Yeah. And we highly recommend that you check out their website because there's room for any one of you teenagers to yeah. participate. Yeah,
0: lots of events to attend, and we're in this internship now, but we didn't just land it by chance. We did things during the year to get this internship. Right. So
1: yeah, and their website is civitas-sdl.org. Um, and yeah, so we'll see okay, you guys.
0: We'll see you next right? time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.